and welcome back to Survivor Hot Takes, part four of our trip down memory lane with the Black Winners uh, of Survivor. What a trip it's been, Andrew. It's what been a, a moment. trip it has been. <laughs> Sadly, we are ending with Ghost Island. Oh, no, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, joined, as always, by Emily, uh, a.k.a. Um, today, it's who plays is always better than how you play it. And we're going to touch on that. That's a very, very big theme for today. Um, and I think that that's something that really kind of iterate, reiterates the purpose of the entire Ghost Island. Uh, my name is very generic. It's Navidi Strong because that's the I think that, that's the that's, that's the real moral of Ghost Island is staying Navidi Strong no matter. For real, what. stay with um, orange. Right? It was orange, wasn't it? Orange is bad. No, purple's bad. Oh, this is awkward. Okay, we're already off to a great start. <laughs> I'm pretty sure purple's bad. I might be okay. wrong. I don't know. We'd literally just finished watching the season within the last 24 hours, and we already yeah. forgot about. Crucial plot points. Um, and that, but that's not a knock on the winner or the runner-up, or the runners-up, as we will talk about later. Um, I think, just going right into it, I think the problem that Ghost Island runs into is... So I I liked the concept when I first heard about it. Mm-hmm. And then, one, you realize, wow, there's not really that many like famous Survivor relics past like Eric's Idol and The Stick... And uh, James, uh, uh, James, James two idols. Yes, yeah. There's really not that many famous relics that you can run an entire season based off of this theme. Mm-hmm. And I think Survivor just didn't realize that as well, which is why most of the time people went to Ghost Island, they didn't find anything. <laughs> which, if you're going to have something like this, yes, every now and then maybe throw in like, oh, you didn't find anything. But I think. I won't say the majority, but there was a large portion of, especially the pre-merge, where people would go and there'd be nothing. It's like, well, what's the point of following them to Ghost Island then? Like, and right. Like, and, and I, it was like a lot of dead screen time. Yeah. And why do I care about, I don't know, uh, the um, the uh, see, I already forgot the, the names of uh, the um, legacy advantage. The legacy oh. advantage. I don't care about it. It's fine. Like it. Right. Now, that's interesting that you feel that way, um, that you thought there were too little, because I actually thought there were way too many advantages, um, especially like, I mean, we, we I think there was, um, they had 11 collectively, I think, 11 or 12. Uh, no, it was it was definitely 11, because Jeff said in the reunion that, oh, that seven out of the 11 proved to continue to be like, not oh. effective. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, and also, like, I just think that 11 is a lot because we continue to kind of get, we spiral into this advantage gate sort of mm-hmm. situation where we even saw in this season, we got a taste of it, um, where, like, everyone had advantages in the final five and there wasn't really um, room to have effective gameplay, um, especially with a powerhouse duo like Dom and Wendell. Yeah, and I think the, another thing that really, I won't say bothered me, more annoyed me uh, about this season is, how heavily they go into the whole, oh, yes, uh, this was a fake idol, but because it spent time on Ghost Island, it's now, recharged now it's, and, yes, yeah. the, the survivor gods have, like, spooked it into becoming, like, a real thing. It's like, okay, yeah, like, I get doing this in, like, the year 2000 when all this campiness is what TV is like, but in 2018, 2017, um, Camp, when it comes to this show, is like I feel uh, at least in my opinion, 
it's kind of out the window. I don't, I don't care about, um, the, you know, the survivor gods turning the stick into a real idol or anything like that. Just right. I think that, yeah, you're right. I think that that part was a little bit hokey, but I really appreciated the fact that they were the actual relics, you know, yeah, um, which, cool. which, which is really cool. Cause I did like a little bit of reading. I, I wanted to make sure that I was well-versed in this season. Cause this is a season that sometimes slips my mind. So I did a lot of reading before and like, I didn't realize that these were the actual relics. Cause I was like, Oh, they probably just like made, ones that looked similar because they always auction them off 10 usually the money goes to some sort of charity yada 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 but like they actually were able to bring them back to the island to be utilized which i thought was like the coolest thing like yeah. out of the entire series yeah and and the the also the issue that the season is going to run into is you can't ever do it again you can't like they, they dropped the ball the first time cool you can't do it again because what else is left uh, there's Very there's true. nothing else left. I mean, I guess you could just do it based off of all the twists that happened in 41. I don't think anyone's going to want that. But um, yeah. I think that Ghost Island, like I said, the concept seemed so interesting. And for them to drop the ball as much as they did, uh, and not even and, – and a lot of the flack that the season gets is something that I actually don't agree with, and I think you can agree with this, is uh, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, the cast is – uh, you know, Vanilla, or... Wendell and Dom. It's like that's not true because yeah. Nathan has a very big online following. I know the Sebastian does. I know Michael Michael Yerger does. And as my name says, you know, Navidi Strong. I loved Kellen towards the end. Um, yeah. and even people like Desiree, uh, Chelsea has a backing now because of how invisible she was. There, is she really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like how Purple Kelly has a following because Purple they Kelly, screwed her over. Um, yeah. And that so, is like the big thing. Like whenever we were talking and like planning this entire like episode, like prior to recording, like we were like, well, like what were some of the people that like really stuck out to you? You know, because I think that a lot of these people had potential to have really big stories, but it fell down to just the simple editing, you know, mm -hmm. and like really building on why Wendell deserved to win at the end of the series, you know? And um, for me, like, I talked to you about how much I loved Stephanie, um, second, second, second Stephanie, um, the um, the single mom with two kids, loved her, wish she would come back. Even Jacob, I wish he stayed longer. Like, they had so much potential for such great stories and such great depth. And I just feel that it really kind of fell flat because it was just, like, um, yeah, it, by it, the end. Yeah. Very early, it was the Dom versus Chris show. Yeah. And then once Chris goes, it becomes the Dom and Wendell show featuring Donathan and Kellen every now and then. And yeah, like a little Sebastian. sprinkle of Kellen. Laurel yeah. may bubble up every once in a while and simmer right back yeah. down, you know. And, like, the, 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 the problem that I have with that is the same problem I have with Samoa where it's like, I, I like even if even if I wanted to like Russell, which I don't, um, I can't because I'm being over, you know, you know they're, they're just throwing him at me so much. It's like I I don't care anymore. It, but the the difference with that and Dom and Wendell is I think because they they spread the wealth between the two of them. I never really got tired of any either one of them. It was just yeah. more that it felt like the show was basically saying, hey, these yeah. are the only two people that you need to care about. Don't care about anyone else that's happened uh, that's on the show right now. And especially don't care about Chelsea. What is, like you know, don't we'll give her three right. confessionals and we'll call it a day. Um and I think that's what annoyed me. More than like I like both of them, but the 
problem is the fact that they production put all emphasis on these two and we don't know about everybody else. We know that Kellen is a VD strong. We know that Donathan uh, is a good old boy uh, who's gay and lives with his grandmother or he's a take caretaker. Yeah, yeah, he's a caretaker for his mom, and like, and it, 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 he yeah. had like the, such a beautiful story that I again like accent, all of so. these people. Yeah, and Angela was like this um, this ex um, military member who had to leave her kids all the time, and she had this really great like um, arc story where like you know she was kind of an underdog for a long time, and then she played the food uh, that the food eating challenge. You see this complete hero rise from the ashes and like claim her identity. You know, there's so many people here who had little hero stories so i just like to me as a viewer like i just wish they were able to build onto that to make them more visible for all of us instead of just us super fans you know and michael yerger was 19 which is like huge uh he was 18 michael was 18 he just turned 18 and like and i if that man doesn't come back i will be shocked shocked i i don't I don't think that'll happen, but you know, I could be wrong. What do you uh, mean? I don't he think was brilliant. Happen. So good. I don't think it'll happen. I would rather have Chris Noble come back just for the for shits and gigs because I uh you know, going off on a brief tangent, Emily had never seen Chris Noble's Ponderosa video. Uh and if you've never seen Chris Noble's Ponderosa video, you should absolutely do absolutely when do it for to about six minutes thirty seconds. And uh, minutes, it'll change your life. Eight seconds. Yep. You. It'll change your life for Let the better. Let me tell you, little. I don't mean to cut you off. I was having I a great day. I was having such a good day. Sun was shining. Birds were chirping. And I text you all my thoughts about Survivor, so I don't forget them. You know, whenever we're starting to put together our podcast, you sent me this video of Chris Noble going to Survivor Ponderosa, and this man spent three minutes of my day rapping to me while he was. It was honestly ruined the whole day. Just throw the whole day away. Ruined Call it. Call me Sammy Sosa. Oh, <laughs> I, I think that's what made like Chris was relatively annoying on the show. It was fine. Like I, you know, I think it, yeah, I, and the, the, we we saw a lot more humanizing character like characteristics with him too. Like I mean, he definitely what had like that like persona of like a frat bro or you know whatever you want to call model. it but like the model. The, mo- the model yeah but i mean he also whenever he had a moment like another piece that was really moving to me also was when he um was talking with donovan um and donovan. he yeah 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 oops sorry i keep calling him donovan i don't know why uh donovan sorry donovan if you ever watch this i really do like you a lot um but <laughs> Uh, but he was talking to Donathan, you know, Donathan was just like really, um, uh, just uh, like lamenting about how hard it is knowing that his mom really needs him and, you know, how hard it is for him to be here to compete and do something for himself. And, you know, Chris had this really big heart touch, like humanizing moment when he was like, listen, like my mom's also really sick and we had to go back and forth about where to put her. And, you know, like, and so I understand what you're saying, but you also have to take care of yourself. You have to, and like, so that to me was like a very redeeming moment, but wasn't, what was not redeeming, what was, was how he went out. (laughs) Yeah. You you go out with an idol in your pocket and everyone is pretty much telling you, Hey, we're probably going to vote for you. And Dom even says, Chris Noble, this vote is for, like, I think that was the same tribal. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, he's Chris shouting Noble, it. This vote yeah. is for you. Um, and Chris Noble just, you know, ah, I'm fine. Here's, like, I, here's the thing. 
Okay, here's my thing. Okay, and then didn't Chris lost his vote that that same episode? Okay, so at this point, it's War of the Worlds. It's literally Team Dom versus Team Chris. One of them is definitely going to fall. There's no hidden agenda, even though they're kind of, the girls are kind of tossing around an idea of getting rid of one extra person. I think was it Libby? Maybe I think it was Libby. Um, and like they were kind of tossing around this idea, um, but like. Chris, so Chris knows that he's on the chopping block and he only has two, two different tribal councils to play his freaking idol. Why wouldn't you use it whenever you know that your name's on the chopping block with at least a few votes? Like, I just, like, to me, that blows my mind. Why do you, you think he you didn't You know that? that Dom is not voting alone. So if Dom's screaming, I'm voting for Chris Noble, Very you should true. probably know that Dom is not the only one voting for you. And better safe than sorry, I mean, in my opinion, better safe than sorry, play it and just, you know what, if I, you know, if I played it wrong, at least I made it another round for me to figure something out, you know, but and I use it and use it my next, uh, my, my next game, you know, I, I understand what you're saying, but it's just, it's really frustrating to me because like, I just don't understand I guess he, he just felt so safe. And I guess like all of the people there, I know that a lot of people said that like, Oh, that this jury in particular was very, very good at looking at your face and lying to your face. You know, um, Dom said that a lot. He said that specifically with Desiree, like he really trusted Desiree right before she tried to blindside him. Um, so I think to me, it, it was definitely, Oh my gosh. Um, so to me, I think that it's right. My, my uh, phone went off. Um, I don't know. I just think that it, it made more sense um, to just play the freaking idol. If you have that advantage, use it, you know? Yeah. Um, but we, we we sidetracked a lot there. Sorry, I didn't what mean did to. What do you think about it. Wendell's game? I liked Wendell's game. And I think that that's um, something that a lot of people, even now, and just like Survivor Org, that they talk about a lot. Like, well, Dom did X, Y, and Z. You know, Dom played the big moves. He was the person who... Um, used the fake idol to, um, to to scare Sebastian, so he didn't use his extra idol to, you know, um, or his extra vote. You know, um, they, he gave he did do very big flashy moves. Yes, absolutely. He also had to lie a lot to get there. Okay, and that was kind of um, in his game, like his his Achilles heel. You know, with Wendell, Wendell played a very different game. Wendell had a very gentle persona. He was a lot more authentic, a lot more genuine. He got to know each person on an individual basis. And he used a lot of his talents, you know, in terms of like sculpting and home design and those sorts of things to really help to authenticate solid relationships with every single person whenever he, you know, gave him a hug and kicked him out the door, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I sit on my and this is not the first time I've gotten gotten on this tirade, and it will not be the last time I go on this tirade in either Do this it. or any other time I talk to people about Survivor. Um, it is social strategic, not strategic social. The social player normally wins these games. Uh, you know, you and this Ghost Island nails home that point because you have the two best players of the season socially and strategically sitting at the end and they both hit their peak. And that's why they both, you know, that's why they tied the vote. And in the end, the reason, one of the reasons that that third place vote goes to Wendell instead of Dom more than anything else has to be because of the social connection, those social bonds that Wendell and Laurel made with each other. 
That absolutely. And and it's and it's so funny, especially in the in the thirties, the uh, the you know thirty through thirty nine. I was like the nineteen thirties. Where are we at? Sorry, go ahead. Thirty through thirty nine, <laughs> where the majority of the winners during that span were social winners and. Absolutely go play these online games and you go go on these uh, on these forums and reddit and everyone's saying you know it takes big moves and you have to be flashy to do this that and the other it's like how many people in the 30s did this period like i will say I, i agree with what you're saying like to an extent I will say that every single game is completely different, which is why my name is the way it is. You know, Um, Winners at War season 40, all they were looking for were big moves. They weren't looking for feelings. They weren't looking for friends. They were looking specifically on how did you outwit and outsmart me in order to All these other winners. Yeah. How did you beat all these other winners? Yeah. Redemption Island, honestly, it was very similar to that. You know, Boston Rob, he did all the big moves. And, you know, Natalie um, did have bonds with a lot of the people who were on the uh, uh, final tribal, you know, in the jury. But it it, did, it paled in comparison to yeah, how... Yeah, and she also spent that entire time saying, oh, yeah, Rob, Rob, Rob. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, like- but honestly, it even, like that, that could be like a story for a different time. But yeah. even just like I, th- there were people that you were so close to, like Ashley, you know, that like... I really thought she would at least swing a few votes and it was unanimous, you know? So keeping that in mind. Oh, no, no, it wasn't unanimous. Uh, Oh, someone got Philip, right? File got a vote. Uh, Wait, who? Ralph voted for File. Oh, File. Oh, yes, yes. I was like, who are you talking about? Um, But, I mean, if we even consider, like, like this game, I think that Wendell tried to appeal to the majority of the people who were going to be on the jury. Okay. So the people who were on the jury that voted for him were obviously Laura was that last crazy vote. Angela, right. Who values family, you know, um, Jonathan values family, Sebastian play. He said he didn't have a strategic bone in his body the whole time. Kellen, you know, who really tried to value unity. Yes. The queen. Um, And then, Chelsea, who I we don't know much about, but I would assume know that she about. likes him. It's not Chelsea's <laughs> fault. It's so not Chelsea's fault. <laughs> you know, but like Jonathan, like I mean, he also took a gamble. You know, at um, whenever he won that fight, he was in that final four. He chose not to outbeat. You know, out to to fight Wendell. You know what I mean? Um, so, what were your thoughts on his choice for that fire making challenge? Uh, I mean, in that situation. You know, well, well. First of all, I, I do appreciate the fact that Wendell and Dom kind of said, "Hey, in the event that this happens, you know, Final Four, like we've got to go against each other because, like, yeah. we, like, we understand that we are the best." Right. Uh speaking for them, um, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hate, I didn't hate the, uh, I didn't hate the move. Let's go with that. Um, thoughts. I don't know. I like. I think. I'm sorry. Like. I. I, I asked the question, but so I should kind of know my own answer. Um. I feel like that would have probably been his um money making deal. You know. Like I think that that in itself would have solidified his um his win because that already divided his chances literally in half of winning, and it took Laurel of all people to help decide that fate, which like. 
you know, again, like unheard of in survivor history, but I do think that on, he said that he was very confident in making fire that he thought that he could do it better than Wendell. And I mean, I think that if it's worth a shot, it's better doing that than coming in second. I think, I think that coming in second hurts more than coming in fourth and trying, yeah. you know what I mean? You, you lose a fire, then it's like, okay, I know that I never got voted out of survivor. I also know that I never straight up lost. I just lost at something that someone, someone built a fire better than me. Ah, shucks. I'll learn how to make a fire better next time if I ever get invited back. Right. Um, and, you know, quickly going to another person at that final, uh, Laurel, because Laurel, more than just Dom, I feel like Laurel, also besides her casting that final vote, Laurel helps Wendell a lot during the season. And yes, yeah, we'll love to sit yeah, there and say, you know, Laurel didn't do anything and she should have flipped at any point or like she could have flipped at any point, but she gives reasoning every time that she doesn't. It's not like she's sitting there and it's like, oh, no, no, I, I think I can beat these two or this, that, and the other. It's like she can't, she, 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 she vocalizes why she's doing these things and for better or worse she thinks these are the things that she should be doing in order to get her to the end i agree and like honestly i will tell you like the first time watching like i remember laurel you know i remember her being in the final three i remember the first time that i watched this i was like why did she do that? You know, like, why would she go all the way to the end whenever everyone is saying, you know, you have like that Wendell and Dom are the powerhouse and her moves are a lot more subtle. So it's a lot harder to see, like, especially, you know, with, with, a, with a tribe that really thrives on, on bigger moves, you know? Um, so I don't know. I, um, I, I had a, another point that I wanted to make here, but I don't remember. What was I going to say? I don't know. Um, I think that, like with with her, you know, I think that she her she articulated herself so much better in the final jury than I remember the first time around watching it. Because I was like, I kind of remember that people kind of like grazed past her, but they gave her a lot more credit and she owned it too, you know? Yeah. They no, they did. And I think she kind of ran into a situation where if she, if even if one of the two, if Wendell or Dom are not there and somebody else is there, let's just put Donathan there. I think sure. Laurel gets votes. I actually yeah. think that Donathan probably gets votes too. But I think because she ran into, for what it looks like, the best social and best strategic players of the season sitting at the end, she couldn't do it. It's similar to how, well, like Michelle and uh, Winners at War, where like she's sitting next to Tony, who's clearly going to win. And Natalie, who fought her way back and, you know, uh, did what she had to do to sit at the end. I think that Michelle, if she's sitting at the end with Tony and one other person, may get votes. Um, but I don't like there was almost no way that she was going to get votes there. And it sucks because Michelle played a great game in Winners at War. But that's for another time. Um, so I think that's the problem that Laurel ran into is. She was just with the wrong final three. Do I think right. Laurel wins in certain final threes? Probably not, but that's not any discredit to her because I actually, like, especially on a rewatch, and I think this is the second or third time I've yeah. watched this season, like, I really like Laurel, and, and I actually really loved her confessionals. Uh, and you could tell that she's a super fan, which was, like, the big thing going into this season. Oh, Laurel's a super fan. Um, and you can tell she is. It's just, I think it was one of those things where, like, she got out there and realized 
this, you know, this, you know, you can prepare for it all, all your life, but when, until you're out there, you don't know. Right. I do think that, I mean, I know that we have very differing um, opinions on like what it means to have a survivor resume. Like you hate them, right? Yeah. Resumes like, are dumb. I, I love them. I think that it's important to at least just show, and like whenever I think of resumes, I think of like, where you started and how you got there and like the different pawns that you had to play and the different cards that you had to show in order to get to where you're supposed to be, you know, like it's all about moves and counter moves, you know? And so, um, I really think that, um, I don't know. Like, I think that like, I, I lost my train of thought again. What was I saying? Um, resumes. Resumes. Yeah. I, I just think that like that her, her resume in itself would have definitely gone much further um, had she made that big move to get out one of the big players whenever she had the numbers, you know, like if yeah. she chose to switch, I think that maybe it would have, I mean, but then it would have just been a much more uphill battle to build those relationships in a different way. You yeah. know, yeah. she, she was pretty much stuck. Uh, I can't even think of, uh, and I should have written it down because it was like, from that point forward, it's like, if she flips now, she's screwed next time, or she's yeah. screwed you know, or two rounds down. Like there was, right. she was almost, you know, there was no situation, at least from what we were seeing, where she was making it out of this. She was either going to get voted out or losing at the end, just based off of what we we're being shown. Now, obviously, that might not be true. She could have gone to the end and beaten people, Sebastian and like Libby or something like that. Um, Maybe. I'm just I'm just throwing out names, right? Yeah, um, Chris Noble. Uh, but she would have she would have done she would have beat Chris Noble probably. probably. Um, but and that and that and that's why I don't I don't shit on on Laurel as much as other people do um, because you know I don't I don't necessarily think that Wendell saw her as a goat. I, I can't I, I mean I can't speak for either one of them, but it didn't seem like Wendell was you know just saying oh yes. Just come along with me uh, to the end. It, yeah. it felt it felt like they had like a, a good thing going. Yeah, I definitely think so. But I also think that um, him using his idol to protect her, you know, in the final was it the final four? No, final five. It was the final five because final four was fire making. Yeah. So he he used his idol, and that alone I think was was kind of a show just to show how loyal he was. And oh, I'm gonna give you this idol because I protect you, and it's more than just you know in the game. You know, like yeah, I will stay loyal to you, and here's my loyalty, proving that I'm a loyal player. Um, so I think that that in itself was also a pretty big move on his end to help to emphasize how how important he was of a social threat. You know. Uh. Kind of a veering off for a second. <laughs> I don't know why this popped in my head. Thoughts on uh, Wendell winning the challenge and then not winning the I challenge? I was going to talk to you about that. Okay. Um, how do I... I mean, I, I agree with Jeff. I agree. If well, you I think can't that... see everything, you got to yeah. tell me what you're done. And also, like, if I'm looking, like, we're going to use my, I, I take notes every time, guys. I'm like, I'm like a real student. Um, so if I, like, if I have my puzzle here, right, and I'm just staring at it, and I don't say, and I go, like, you know, like, I don't say anything. That, to me, if I was Jeff, I would be looking at that, and I would be like, oh, like, you're still looking at the puzzle to see if you're right, or checking for errors, or those sorts of things. Like, unless you say something, then it, you can't, you know? These exact lines where... I guess I had to call you. 
And then the next time he won, he was like, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff Probst. Right. right. And Laura was actually a good a good physical threat, too. I mean, she won, what, two different immunity challenges? Yeah. Was it one? I think it was Laura, two. I, I, Laura, out of everyone um, on this season, like I said, this is my second or third rewatch, probably third. She definitely moved up a lot in, in, in my eyes as far definitely. as like one of the characters on Survivor that gets a lot of shit online that it turns out isn't that bad of a player, just ran like just ran into the two the two worst people to be playing against in, in, in a game. Right. Uh, right. but she still got to the end. She still did what she needed to do to get to the end. I, I don't like this whole drag thing because at any moment, you know, something else could happen. You know, like I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in drag. Um, and especially because I feel like survivor players are smart enough to realize now that just because you drag someone to the end does not mean you're beating them at the end. So right. no matter what, you know, you know, no matter who you think that you're dragging along just so you can beat them at the end, until you beat them, like let's say, you know, Sophie Coach is a prime example. Coach thinking, Coach thinking he's bringing these two to the end, and Sophie wins. It's like, well, psych, she dragged you based off of how the people voted. It doesn't really matter what the audience says. I hate saying it like that because the audience, you know, is the audience. I'm a part of the audience. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've all seen this. Does not matter. Yeah, we saw it with Russell Hans in two different seasons. You know, him thinking that he was bringing um, Natalie to the end at the mm -hmm. very end, and she was the woman who won whenever he thought he was going to bring the queen, Sandra, to the end, right? Yeah. And that like, he would have no votes against her. And he lost to not one one woman, but two women who are both queen, queens in all ways, shapes, and forms, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. Yeah, um, I, 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 and I think that's the problem, uh, and I, I keep – talking about this and i know this is supposed to be more wendell centric but um no. i think this is because i had laurel fresh in my mind um it's just it, it sucks that you know lack for a better phrase but it sucks that you know she's gotten as much i won't say hate just like yeah. uh whatever type attitude towards her from the larger community. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we, we do see that almost every season. And unfortunately, you know, I'm also, you know, it's international women's month. So I'm going to speak my piece for my people. What up? You know, but like, I think a lot of the time people um, bring women, you know, who, who play more subtler games, which are not bad things, but I think they just choose to dismiss them, you know, instead of really um, giving them the credit that they deserve, you know, and, and to make it to the end. Um, I, a lot of it comes with a lot of strategy. Um, we saw that in a few different seasons. The last season we saw, did, wasn't that an exact parallel? Was it with Jeremy? No, not with Jeremy. Was in it with Cambodia? um? Yeah, was it in Cambodia? What, what about well, like what? What are we? Wasn't wasn't there? There was another season that we watched. Was it? Um, no, it was um, it was um, in Earl's season. Didn't oh, Fiji. Yeah, didn't they? They brought they brought a woman um to the end. Yeah, as well. it was Earl Dreams and Cassandra, and. Yeah. Everyone, I mean, they were shitting on Cassandra and Dreams, but they were like, especially Lisey, it's like, oh, yeah, you swim. Like, oh, uh, yeah, wear your swim shoes. And like, oh, what the hell are you talking about? Go exactly. home. 
Exactly. And like, that's the thing that people just kind of chose not to give her any, any position to speak her piece in the jury. It was just very, very dismissive, you know? Yeah. Um, and and that, that's what we see so many times, you know, but I don't know. So, so to me, I like, I feel like that's just kind of, I, I wish that people kind of emphasize more of the subtle moves. I mean, I know the big yeah. moves are, are the jaw dropping ones, but the subtle moves also get you there the exact same way, the exact same amount of days, you know? Or, and like, and I especially, you know, and, and playing and playing, you know, online games, everyone's always like, Oh, you just floated. You just floated to, to the end or you floated right through the game. It's like, yeah, but I've made it and you didn't. Exactly. So, like you're out here being all flashy and everything, putting a target on your back. Eventually you're probably going to go home. Meanwhile, the people that are like, Hey, you know, not necessarily, you know, they're, they're doing things that save their butts or they're sticking with people that are saving their butts. Oh, well, not everyone can be overly strategic. Not everyone can be super fit. Not everyone's going to be a comp, uh, a competition piece. You know, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Everyone should at least be able to socialize with others on the island. Period. Like, yeah. if you can't socialize, why are you there? Like, that is, yeah, that's your support. You know. Yeah. But I also like there was another piece that like I I texted you about a while ago because I think that like I had like a big survivor revelation. You know, just in terms of how people play socially. Sometimes you can see that directly. Actually, a lot of the time you see it in how they also parallel in challenges. You know, so like with Wendell, I noticed it immediately because at least in the few starting challenges, there were a few times when he was just really taking his time. You know, very patient, very gentle. Like people were telling him to hurry up and he was just very very like focused you know and in every single way shape and form and I think that that really kind of paralleled to how he played the game socially he was very focused individually on each individual piece you know he took his time and it may not have come off as flashy at the start but at the end he was able to be able to piece it all together authentically to be able to create a really um uh, a holistic picture and a really solid win. You see that with Sandra, you know, Sandra was not someone who played a lot of challenges. Okay. We can even, we can just call it what it is. You know, she didn't play in a lot of challenges, but that's how she coined herself as the snake in the grass. You know, you don't see her coming and she kind of works intermingling, you know, and with, uh, in the environment that she's in and then you don't see her until she comes up and bites you, you know, um, especially with, with yeah, right, right. With Boston Rob, we'll use, we'll use some of the big characters, you know, with Boston Rob or Russell Hands, we'll use them both at the same time. You know, whenever they do challenges, they are the leaders. They are present. They are loud. They are proud, you know. So you can see that immediately um, and, and how that intermingles with how they work with their social play. I don't know if that makes sense. But that was a big revelation for me. And I feel like that that like that kind of comes off with how a lot of different people play the game. You know, I, no, I, I, I like, I like the correlation. Um, Thank I, you. I, I worked I, so I hard on it. Like sit back and like watch, but I, I, I like the correlation. I can, I can Thank you. agree with it. Um, Just every once in a while. Um, <laughs> but we get to the end. Now we have to actually get to the vote. Uh, we get to the end. Um, and what were your what were your thoughts when Jeff said it? We're going to read the votes now. Did you know? Okay, this is tied. We're about to see what's going to happen. Or no, I I honestly I thought it was going to be like a live like like a tribal that was just going to occur directly after the votes. I I had no idea. What were your thoughts? What did you think? I thought I don't know what's about to happen. Um, I figured that that was like the only thing that 
could that it could possibly be just based off the fact there were 10 jurors um so he said we're gonna read the votes now and he starts reading them it was like it tied it, it tied and Wendell's about to win this um because it was i don't know and dom mentions it and it's also very apparent on dom's face um right. he knows it's over as soon as, as soon as the vote is tied he knows it's over um and, and you know that's you know credit credit to him for you know accepting it and you know but i that's go, that's what saves ghost island for me is that that those final moments where it's like wow this has never happened before i'm so excited to see what happens yeah. and i kind of figured that the third place player would just be the one that casts the vote um and i do think or at least i hope that it does happen again at some point uh, I, I would love, I would love for it to happen again. I think um, it's possible. Yeah, it, it is. It, it is. Uh, I, I think before that, the closest we had ever gotten to it was like Micronesia, or like a realistically happening was in Micronesia. Um, so I'm hoping that it does happen at some point again, and I'm interested to see if they will actually change the rule. Like, I, will they stick with the third person that gets to place the vote, or you know, will they? Revote first, or well, yeah. well, no, just let let them say, "Hey, this is why. If you voted against me, this is why you should vote for me." Uh, you know, at the end, let, we can see you can see uh, what happens with that. Um, but Wendell wins. I'm happy as always, um, and I'm you know of everybody on this season, with the exception of Wendell, I do want to see Don play again. Uh, I would love I, to see them play again. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I, I would want to see Dom on a season of like like a second chances two or here's where his villains yeah. two or just a returner season. I think that he could do. I think he could replicate. He's one of the people that could replicate what they did the yeah. first time. I actually um I I follow Survivor quotes. You follow that Twitter yeah. account, right? They use my uh they use my CBS or what is it called Paramount Plus. Do they really? They use my Paramount Plus. Wait, that's so cute. Tell them I said hi. Um. And, uh, but I love that account. That's like one of my favorites for survivor stuff. And, um, they were, um, they, they talked, like there was someone who commented on one of their posts and they were like, I think that it would be so cool to have like a duo season. So not blood versus water, you know, but if it was like Tommy and Sarah, Dom and Wendell, um, Oh, Tony and Sarah. Like, who the hell is Tommy and Sarah? Tony, okay, Tony and Sarah. All yeah, right, Tony sorry. Sarah. Yeah, Tony and Sarah. Like, um, I don't know. Like, and then um, Ricard and Shan. You know, like there would be like so many incredible people. You Duos, know, yeah, yeah would, absolutely. I would, I would love that. And that would be something they've that. never done before. Uh, I guess technically they would have never done something like that before. You know, if you don't count Blood versus Water. Uh, but I, I would, I would be very interested in that. Or. The other thing that I've always heard is people wanted is uh, rivals. Yeah. Uh, which once again, you really? could do Dom versus Chris Noble if you really wanted to. Um, <laughs> but I, I do think this is sadly this is one of the seasons where you know besides the winner, I think we might at most get one person back, maybe two. Yeah. Um, and I just think that's because of the way that. It one that it was perceived by the the larger audience, but two because of how the edit went down, and we just don't know anything about you know Libby or anything about Michael Yerger besides the fact that he has a kind of cool tattoo and is eighteen. Um, and he's so cool. Oh, I loved him. He was a sweetie pie. He was so sweet. <laughs> I wanted to come back. 
I do. But to wrap all of this up, all four weeks of this, if you were to rank all four Black Wonders, just based off of, not off of gameplay or anything like that, just based off of whatever criteria you have, how would you rank them? So I, if, if I were to rank them, um, I will give you my criteria. Um, honestly, my criteria is the the engagement of the entire season itself. Um, I always look for a rise and a fall moment. Like I like to see, like I w- I'd like to see you broken down and built back up. That's like a big thing for me whenever I'm watching Survivor. Um, and I like, I like for you to be likable. You know, I think that like they, they tend to, they typically do a pretty good job at editing people to make them likable, but I also just want to see them present at least from the start, you know, and I want to be rooting from them, like at least for, for halfway through the season towards the merge, you know, um, Jeremy Collins is my number one. I'm just like obsessed with him. Um, I think he's a King and I think he's wonderful. Um, I probably do Viseppi a second um Wendell and then Earl but I love Earl I just the, the Fiji season like it, it wasn't a vibe for me you know what I mean oh, rather report this to Gia um, don't tell her she's my friend now we're friends we're traveling so the world together we, we, my if I were to do it uh I would probably go ba- one based off of how it emotionally made me feel when I first saw it happen um and how I think back on it now uh and just I guess gameplay I would throw in there too, I guess. And if that's the case, I would say Vesepi won because Vesepi is always going to be number one for me. Because of course. Yeah, you I love cried. her. Because yeah. I cried in a, in a, in a, a salon. Um, uh, Jeremy Earl Wendell. And that's, you know, much like you said, it's not a knock on Earl. It's not a knock on Wendell at all. I, I like Wendell. Yeah, um, Wendell's awesome. I, We're gonna I, meet him next week. Yeah. Did you know? I already have. I'm, uh, <laughs> gonna meet him next week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but I appreciate everyone taking the time. Uh, whether you listen to it live, listen to it on replay, listen to it on Spotify, or any of that, uh, appreciate you taking the time to listen to these last four weeks. Um, we are going to take a week off next week uh, for the premiere. Um, and then we'll be back in two weeks to do our first hot takes of the season. Hopefully it's on something exciting that happened during the episodes. Um, any final thoughts before we, uh, before we bounce? Honestly, this was fabulous. I had a really, really good time, um, being able to review all these different seasons, especially like when we were looking at, um, I don't know, like every different character and, and how all of these different characters and castmates won in such different periods of survivor history. So I think that it was really cool to recap, especially recapping with you, Andrew. Yes. We, we had two in old school and two in new school. So hopefully so in whatever cool. school we're in now, we'll get, you know, more than two. Um, yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so we will see y'all in two weeks. Uh, if you are, if you happen to be in New York City for the premiere party, please say hey. That would be awesome. Yeah. Let uh, us know. That'd be yes, awesome. let us know. And uh, until then, we'll see y'all on the other side.